37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of Pixelated Paranormal and an even more special episode of our seven-year anniversary special. Now, originally, it was just going to be a two-parter, but as these things often do, our conversation with Lazarus actually ran about 40 minutes because after he shared his really bizarre story about aliens and DMT... We ended up just chatting it up for about another half hour. So you can actually watch the video format of the interview on YouTube. I don't think I've cut anything out. It should be apples to apples, the same exact conversation. But anyway, this is being posted as a bonus part to our seven-year anniversary series. So think of it as seven-year anniversary special 1.5. But anyway, I will definitely be dropping the second half of the anniversary special early next week. And I'm no scientist, but if I were a guessing man, I'd say I'll be dropping that most likely on Tuesday. So anyway, folks, thanks so much again for celebrating with us. A big shout out to Lazarus. We had a great time and we look forward to doing more projects with him in the near future for both his show and ours. Any hoozle, without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Lazarus Corbo. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This is a little sneak peek at our seven-year anniversary well, show up, with a very special very listener special. story. With me, as always, of course, is Preston. Presto, buddy, how you doing? What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crococoons and crocodingos and skeletons and skeletons? Your boy has been working out in the yard today, shoveling some dirt, playing in the <laughs> manure planting flowers and plants and trying to make everybody happy around the household and fucking tired and five margaritas in deep so i'm good Meet babies ready to party <laughs> yeah laxed and relaxed cool man cool well i just got through eating a couple slices of chicago style pizza and i'm working on a little uh barrel aged london ale so i'm ready to go too i want to talk oh, about alien sean oh look at you so professional now this is not the full seven-year anniversary special but a very special portion of it because with us we have lazarus we just uh started talking with lazarus a couple weeks back but uh any hoozle we thought it'd be cool to do a whole video chat record that and stream it lazarus buddy how are you sir doing well how are you sean good man i'm good i'm rip roaring ready to go um so you talked to us a little bit through our chat on a recent episode that we streamed and we were talking about listener stories and experiences and we got onto the subject of mushrooms and color blindness and Preston and I are both color deficient. Um, and then you mentioned um, something pretty special here about alien abductions and DMT, man. So we're stoked yeah, that you man. want to talk about it. Why don't, uh, why don't we just so, jump yeah, in, man? Y'all want to know about the aliens and the DMT. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, as you yes. can tell by my yes. accent, I'm genetically predisposed to uh, have terror of being abducted and raped by interstellar creatures. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that seems to be something that happens to people like us. I had no expectation of meeting this, so I'm just going to jump into it. I it, smoked man. some DMT, and there I was in a cave 
there was these beautiful uh, cave paintings. And uh-huh. They all got kind of 3D and trippy, you know, all acid and trippy like. And one of them was a toad, and this thing like turns into a giant, big ass toad. And I'm thinking, cool, man, because the last <laughs> animal guy I met on this stuff, mm-hmm. he told me some excellent, wise things. But the problem was, as the toad goes to speak, there's this big black inky blob that kind of inks this little tendril down on me. And next thing I know, I am stuck up in a damn spaceship (laughs) strapped to a table. And uh, what, what was odd was it looked like just humans, you know, had me on this table. Uh So I'm having like all of my pre-programmed, genetic fears you know going into shock here as i see a extremely large-headed much much larger than your gray back there uh, <laughs> ridiculously large head i have no idea how the neck supported it and he had very long mantisy like hands and one of which went straight down my throat wow. which caused me to immediately oh. snap up and you know cold sweats and making sure my pants are still on and nothing else hurts. <laughs> right, right. You know, as but one does. <laughs> like, you know, uh, but if the best I can describe is if you ever had an endoscopy, mm-hmm. so you know how you can feel that for a while? Yeah. Uh, imagine like feeling that without ever having an endoscopy. Oh, man. And, you know, that's a, you know, that was kind of trippy. So that was the, the first alien I met on DNT. <laughs> right. Um, the second time, and I, you know, this has been a few years ago. This is pre-COVID. And that's a lot of joints between then and now. Right, right. Uh, but there was a long story short on a series of a week-long DNT trip where I was doing it two or three times a day, solid mm-hmm. for a whole just to see what would happen. And uh, I don't recommend it uh, if you have to uh, function in society because you could lose your mind. But I was repeatedly bothered by the image of a figure that had wings and the head of a ram. Kind of a human-like body, except he was gold. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, this guy kept grabbing me and messing up my dreams and my little DMT trip repeatedly. <laughs> and this is where I get abducted by the next day. So again, I'm sucked up in a spaceship, but this is like a normal gray, right? And uh-huh. it happens to be a gray that is actually the first gray, at least that I know of recorded in American history. Long, the uh, ultra or preternatural intelligence as Alistair Crowley referred to it, mm-hmm. that uh, he met up in New Hampshire before we had greys to depict and drew a very uh, interesting depiction of a grey. If you're not familiar, you should definitely look up the picture of Long. Yeah. At this point, so, you know, real qu- go ahead. Real quick on that, uh, um, it's interesting that you bring that up because our um, second episode of Alistair Crowley that we're going to do um, that uh, talks about him going to China, uh, making a messy Nessie in the Loch Ness. 
and uh, it gets into Lom. And uh, one of the guys talks about how if you take Aleister Crowley's original drawing and just stare at it and meditate on it, that you can actually invoke the deity that way. So uh, I, I, I can't would be remember curious if that if, uh, was Tyson took... or Grant, one or the other. I can't yeah. remember which one, but mm -hmm. it was one of them. That was their thing, and they chanted the name yeah. as a mantra. Uh, never did it um, again. Never really liked aliens. <laughs> well, like as a kid, you know, I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. Till I realized it's just like the movie Oz, but you know. You can't run because you know these guys show up in your house and mm -hmm. zap you out of bed. You know? Um, but yeah, so I got to meet Long. That's wild, uh, man. And he said, uh, "Do you want to know where this dude come from? This guy that's been bothering me this whole week." And there was a few times I was like, "What happens if this guy kills me? Do I get stuck?" Mm -hmm. So uh, he said. This is where he's from, and he shows me this image that projects into my mind of this little like star and about three planets or bodies that are circling around it. And he said it's in the direction of Aries. Well, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up finding it. It's a real place. Oh, wow. And this was one of the more trippier parts because, you know, there's – People can say what they want about DMT. It could be a great spiritual experience for some, but let's not go past the obvious that this is a chemical substance. And for all we know, it's all in our head. Mm -hmm. The problem was I had absolutely no astronomy in my head. Don't care about it. <laughs> Again, there's aliens up there that, you know, do stuff. I don't want to know nothing about it. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure I didn't know about this really odd uh, little planetary system inside mm -hmm. of uh, there, but it's called HIP14810, I think. And that kind of freaked me out. I'm like, man, if there's like really a guy up there. <laughs> Just hanging out. DMT, you know. Uh, <laughs> but then Lom said, uh, do you want to know what a gray is? Like at this point, fuck know. it. Yeah, you're already down the rabbit and hole, man. <laughs> he said, This is a suit that we use to interact within space time. And he starts to peel this thing away, and it looks like a bunch of little scallop shapes, like leaves, but not leaves, just like the outline going in all these different directions. And Huh. holographic colors and you know nothing yeah, you yeah, could yeah, really yeah. find anything on and i don't know what's scary you know a kaleidoscope world where you mm -hmm. yeah. but that was uh the aliens on the dmt uh holy shit. i did have a lot of weird poltergeist stuff happen around then like if i was talking about like something about it the tv'd start skits and so you know i got a huh. little paranoid from it yeah uh, but I never saw any machine elves or anything like that. Right. Yeah. There's more studies. Um, I've got queued up in our list of topics and whatnot about DMT and the idea of like, you know, the mechanical elves and, and other, you know, ultra terrestrials and stuff like that. But I think what's interesting is how, like you mentioned the idea Don't of like the dwarves. 
Right. Yeah. And the dwarves as well. But what's interesting is the fact that you talk about like these aliens are something completely different. And the gray is just a suit that they put on to interact with people, because maybe that's like what we know of from the zeitgeist and pop culture. But it reminds me of an episode. I think it was called the natural of the X-Files. I don't know if you ever saw the X-Files or not. Yeah, man. Okay. So yeah, this is the one where the guy, he's a baseball player. Uh, if I remember, I might get part of the facts wrong, but anywho, so somebody comes across the KKK and one of the guys gets knocked off his horse and they pull the hood off and it's a black man. And then we find out later, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the episode, folks, he is a gray alien and he lands on earth. He sees the KKK, but the first person he encounters is a black man. So he's like, I'll just guise myself as a black man, kind of like the Krite hunters on the Critters movies. One of them's a rock star, one's a centerfold. So then further into the episode, the gray's like, Oh man, this guy's going to freak out. I got to turn into something else that he's going to, you know, be able to cope with. So he turns into like this blonde chick and sits on his lap. So, I mean, there's tons of tales like that, where these things are appearing as something that you can easily digest or at least loosely wrap, you know, your brain around to say, okay, at least I can put a finger on that. That's an alien. And it's a lot like that movie communion. And have you read the book communion from Whitley Strieber? So, or, or see, like I said, I tried to avoid that stuff. <laughs> this is not your jam, right? Well, there's part of uh communion where he talks about one of his first interactions with Grays. This thing shows up and it's got a big solid box for a body and little spindly like robot arms that are again kind of like 1960s robots, a big round head and like a, almost a sombrero type hat, and a round, you know, emblem on his chest with like a spiral in it. And that's the first encounter he had or at least the screen memory he had. And then as things go farther, then these things start revealing themselves. And there's a part of the deal in the film where he, he reaches up and touches one of their faces and pulls off like the jaw. And there's some kind of weird, like fly or insect mouth kind of, you know, protruding out and everything. And I think you're onto something there, man. Cause there's so many other stories about people saying they, they, they are one thing, but they are actually something else. And they're pretending to be something else. And there's even an episode of um, Coast to Coast where a dude calls in and supposedly he worked for the government and he's terrified about aliens. And he keeps talking about how, like, they're not from outer space. There's something else. There's something else. And the cold, you know, the call goes cold. So that's fucking true. John Keel, man. Yeah. Yeah. He was on to something way before his time. Oh, you yeah, know, the idea definitely. of a or more a robotic Sam kind the Sandown of... Clown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wild he, one, too. You know, he was very robotic and very out of place. But yeah. then when you went inside his, you know, hobble, you know, shanty house but, wood mm. thing, and you got on the inside, it was like the TARDIS. The kids described something completely different. So it's like, and they described yeah. him different. So once they got inside, you know, everything changed. So it's like for him to be able to interact, he had to appear like this wooden mannequin Pinocchio robot thing. But yeah. then once you got inside his realm, um, he was more lifelike and completely different. And his, you know, his house on the inside was different. And, you know, that's mind blowing. And then when the kids leave the house, it's like the house just zips out of reality and disappears. So it's like... You know, did he take on the appearance of the clown to make himself more susceptible to the children? Or is it because he needed like a suit to be able to interact? And that was the best thing he could come up with. Like, mm -hmm. 
He's a poor ass interdimensional being, and that's that's the best that he could do. <laughs> I think the robot right? guys are just the government. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Flatwoods monster always bothered me. Even reading about the early reports about how it was kind of—I mean, that's kind of cheesy robotics. Mm-hmm. Nick Redfern, I think, solved that. He found a old document that pretty well describes the Flatwood monster as a psychological experiment. Sure. I think that totally has been solved. So, yeah. I mean, Whitney could have had a similar experience growing up where he did certain things that may allegedly happen with mm-hmm. children connected to the military. I think it's more likely that that was probably a robot and he may yeah. have been under some altered state yeah. against his will. It's entirely possible that I, I love the story. I, I love the movie, you know, immensely. But like the problem I always had with it is you've got somebody who's a creative writer who's writing, you know, science fiction and stuff like that. Like I just picked up um, Wolfen, which I believe is the book that he was writing during when these events took place. That's the problem I have is you got a guy who says he's abducted by aliens. Sure. And then the problem is then you have communion. Then you have um, God, what's it called? Transmission. Transformation is the sequel book. Then you got another one and another one. And then the rabbit hole goes down farther. It's like, oh, oh, oh. And I was also part of like a secret school that kids got abducted to and taken in the middle of the night by the government. Oh, and this happened and that happened. And I think the gate program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. That's uh, fascinating as well. Um, Again, (laughs) on on the list of stuff to chat about once we kind of get into communion and some other stuff. But that's the problem I have is like, I want to believe the first round of stuff happened to him. And then how much of that does your creative writing brain take hold of and just start boom, 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 boom. And just going farther and farther and farther. Well, especially childhood memories too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we take some of these things, how much were implanted memories and Mm -hmm. at the same time, what makes you not part of a conspiracy? Sure. I don't know. You're not disinformation. So, I mean, (laughs) again, everything I say allegedly, but uh, I'm just saying, man, I've only seen aliens under the influence of some plant-based substance. Right. I've seen some interesting objects in the sky, this part of the Ozarks for Mm -hmm. years with witnesses, but I've never seen anything that, you know, I never seen some gray waving at me from the window. I've only <laughs> ever seen that stuff on, you know, drugs, basically. Right, right. My other friend who so actually it's... gave me the DMT, he mm-hmm. see, says that the grays are basically in every DMT realm. Every level, they're everywhere. He mm-hmm. thinks they're like going around all the dimensions doing scientific experiments or something. Sure. Yeah. Not my explanation. Right. I don't even know if that shit's real. Yeah. What were you going to say, Presto? I, I think uh, the connection to when you said plant-based, right? So you've only encountered this phenomenon under a plant-based substance. There was a guy back in the late 70s, early 80s, and you know I'm bad with facts, and so I'm, I'm not going to tell you his name because I can't remember it right now. <laughs> but on, the gist of it was <laughs> he, he was... He was in South America and he was on the hunt for the great white mushroom. Like this was going to be his payday. 
Um, this was going to be the mushroom that could outdo ayahuasca. Um, this this was this substance that other cultures in South America um, had talked about, and it was like this lost secret. And he was on the hunt for it. He was going to find it because he could make mm-hmm. this this special, you know, power level ten ayahuasca off this great white mushroom. And so he 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 discovers it um and uh starts experimenting with making like drinks and shit out of it and kind of go through these different rituals and and, um, while he was under the influence basically what he was told is kind of like contact with jody foster that to be able to get to the next level um technology wise we're never going to get there um in our current lifetime like it's just going to take generations and generations and so to be able to catch civilizations up that this advanced civilization so this master civilization that's been around since you know the beginning of the universe that they seeded um information through genetics and they sent that out throughout outer space and so as that genetic information hit earth and started to grow it just so happened that it took on the form of a mushroom because it's something that you know monkeys humans that all these different creatures will eat and as you eat it it's passing on you know how to build a time machine how to build a spaceship Mm -hmm. how to communicate Mm -hmm. interdimensionally but then if you were to go to mars if something happened to land at mars it might be a grape it might be a tomato like you don't know how that spore is going to evolve but each planet in the universe um has the potential to have this this genetic information seated on it and then we're able to communicate through it through that um so we always think of aliens and everything associated with it being flesh and blood but the fact that here's this plant-based substance that could have been genetically encoded to give you this information and all you have to do is just open yourself up to it just open the door take a look and fucking ride the wave (laughs) well and that's what's interesting too about mushrooms and aliens are you know, it's believed that mushrooms and, you know, I'm going to butcher the name, mycelin, just, you know, the, the tendrils and the fibers and everything. I see, Liam. Thank you. I knew I, was, you know, I had it earlier when I was thinking For the about record, this. I've never seen aliens on mushrooms. <laughs> just salvia and DMT. Right, right. Well, the, the idea of mushrooms, they all are interconnected, kind of like a hive mind in a way, almost kind of the way, um, I don't know if you all watched um, Last of Us on HBO, but... You know, those creatures were all connected by the tendrils of the mushrooms and they shared a hive mind. And it's believed that to be the way it is with regular mushrooms in real life, too, that somehow they share a consciousness. So like you're saying, Presto, when you eat one, you're being bombarded by all this knowledge of like maybe some other planet or some other history or whatever. And every time you eat it, you are eating that entire history's knowledge up to that point. And there's also, you know, some studies saying there might be mushrooms on Mars. You know, we talk about bacteria and stuff being found, and that's kind of the base of life. And, you know, um, bacteria leads to fungus, and I mean, fungus is a living creature as well. So there's probably a lot more to be said there, uh, more eloquently than I just did. But I mean, the greys are thought up to be these hive mind creatures as well. So I don't know. And, And biomechanic, you know, made from plant matter as well. So it's definitely something we plan to dive into deeper as we go along. I mean, been doing this for seven years and that rabbit hole is deep, baby. And that uh, paranormal highway is long. So we may have to do some deeper dives into this with you, Lazarus, and 
have you back on and chat some more, man. Cause I mean, we just, we just barely flicked the cap off of this thing with you. So. Well, consider what if that information has nothing to do with outer space? What do mushrooms come from? They're consuming what this, what if they're just showing me the history of everything that's ever made up that dirt it's growing in? Right. True. Yeah. Doesn't have dead to matter. be outer space. Yeah. Very true. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's it's definitely mind-blowing, man. Well, I promised you I'd show you mine if you showed me yours. So um, I've told this story a couple of times on our show and other shows, but when I was a kid, my grandma lived way out in the country, kind of in like a little town that was like maybe like three square miles, maybe even smaller. And I was at her house one night and it was just she and I, and I was having trouble falling asleep. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase this story, but all at once, I started feeling like the air grew real dry and kind of static electricity feeling. And I looked up at the ceiling fan and I kind of almost got this weird sleep paralysis kind of feeling, um, sleep paralysis feeling. And then I remember realizing I couldn't move anything, but like I can barely move my eyes. So I'm laying on my back on this inflatable mattress and I look down and all the way down through her house is a straight shot to this back door. And behind the back door in her yard was like a lamppost. And I remember looking out the window at this lamppost and it starts flickering. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this gray, and I'm probably like 10 years old. I know what they are because of like X-Files and stuff like that. Um, and I had a pretty, you know, deep interest in them. But this gray appears at this back door and it's looking at me through the window and through the curtains, like this, the break in the curtains. And I remember looking up at the ceiling fan, looking back down. And now this thing is on the other side of the door in the house. And then I'm like, oh, God. And it's just as still as can be like a statue. I look up, look back down, and now it's like three feet closer and it's in the kitchen. I look up, look down. It's at the doorway of the kitchen into her little living room. And then all of a sudden, it just makes a dead sprint for me. Just boom, just comes flying at me. And I remember thinking, like, I got to protect my grandma. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And finally, as I look down, it lunges like straight at me. And I managed to get my hands up and kind of cover my face. And I'm breathing heavy and I'm just waiting and, and nothing happens. And so like I pull my arms back and I look, there's nothing there except a bag of yarn in a plastic Walmart bag is going back and forth on this chair, this dining room chair. That thing hit that bag and caused it to swing back and forth. And as I'm looking down, you see it's still got a little bit of movement, like something hit it. And this is finally slowly just straightening back out. That's the only time I've ever heard of a grave running. Yeah, right, right. That's now, again, telling stories from our youth, maybe it just flowed straight at me, but whatever it did, it's just bolting. I mean, just flying hyperspeed at me. Not a trip, Demers. Well, you, you <laughs> had right. boo hag holding you still. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. See, I was all with you up till the, I'm like, oh, this sounds like the boo hag. Yeah, I know uh -huh, what this uh -huh. is. And then there's like an alien at the lamppost, and now he's like sprinting towards us. That makes it so much worse. It was. It was fucking horrible. Man. And I mean, Never ask grandma about it. Ten years old, I don't want to talk to anybody, and you know, especially my grandma, and make her think that I'm nuts. But it was it was something else, man, and it's something I never forgot. So, Presto, you haven't had any any alien stuff, have you? I don't think we've talked about that. I don't remember it. Negative. I've oh. been alien free. There's some good shit, man. Le <laughs> yeah, left and right. So, get up. Yep. You know, just got to open that door. So, yep. you know the. Um, 
uh, float tanks. So if you go in a deprivation tank, um, that actually causes your brain to naturally release small amounts of DMT. Mm-hmm. And I've heard voices um, while being in a float tank. And then I felt like um, I was spinning in a vortex. But as uh, far as actual like aliens and UFOs and spaceships, nope, nothing. Yeah. I seen a gray on binaural beats. No kidding. You've ever... Yeah, I, I blacked out a room and uh, a silhouette of a gray started appearing. And well, I yanked the headphones out and turned the light on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the first, you know, the first alien apparition. That right, was right. Pre right. everything, you know. <laughs> and the hell with that noise. So um, I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, Newkirk's um short oh, series. Love that right thing. right so you're familiar with hellier then have you checked out hellier one and two yeah i loved it hell yeah so shayla i mean that's my wife <laughs> preston and i shayla and i watched it preston and i um were into it and still are and um our original founding member of the podcast rob is from kentucky and his grandma um, you know, knew of the family and took Rob to the house. You know, it's nice. it's wild. But what I'm getting at here is Preston and I missed the chance to get a press kit for season two because I didn't find out about it on Twitter until like a couple of days after they said, hey, any podcast want a press kit, we'll send it your way. But I ended up getting one um, after the fact. And it's this really cool like cassette tape. And then you open up the case and it has a little USB port that comes out of this, you know, faux cassette. And it came with this MP3 recording um, from Planet Weird called Encounter with an Alien. And it's that full on audio of that uh, psychiatrist or doctor or whatever it was who's telling you how to kind of chill out and relax and get in this kind of zone and have your own alien contact. And I haven't tried it yet, but it's all about meditation and blah, blah, blah. So I'm curious how that would work listening to that and then listen to some of those, you know, um, uh, I don't gotta... trust other people's advice on telling me to enter yeah. altered states because if they're a doctor mm-hmm. where they get their degree and, you know, MK ultra and stuff, mm-hmm, be very sure. careful who you allow to manipulate your mind and sure. give you instructions. Right. Right. Well, with that also came, um, the video of that full interview they did where they kind of got that guy to make believe that he was a uh, abductee. And that was fucking wild too. So I might, uh, I might shoot you a link so you can check that out if you want. If it sounds like, yeah, that sounds of, okay, cool. Yeah. I like the whole idea because I mean, especially after DMT, it just kind of confirms suspicions of mine that I see mm-hmm. no evidence for a physical alien. Right. Uh, that's yeah that's what i like about the idea that it's more interdimensional or ultra dimensional versus extraterrestrial and see why does it even have to be that why do we have to overcomplicate it what if it's just a part of the ecosystem yep exactly and if you bring it back around to these cave drawings that you saw i mean there's documented cave drawings of sky people and all sorts of weird shit you know, that a lot of cavemen and Aztecs and, you know, all of these earlier civilizations that had contact with these things that, I mean, predates us, you know, so it's yeah. it's hard to deny all that. You know, if you take your tinfoil hat off, it's still hard to deny there's not something there, you know. Interesting little bit, and I, I don't want to forget this because I think you'll like it. 
in the original image along, he doesn't have big black eyes, right? Mm -hmm. He has kind of normal small eyes. Bob Lazar said those black things with lenses, remember? Right. I've never right. seen anybody kind of point that out, but I thought well, maybe Lom just left his glasses. <laughs> left his Oakleys on. <laughs> but something to look into, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was kind um, of an odd thing. There was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, and I've got to go down and, and try to track down what episode it was, but... All I remember is watching it with my brother, and I don't know if he's even paying attention or not, but someone gets abducted. They're in a flying saucer, and there's all these grays walking Kevin around. Kevin uh, said he's fashionably late. He did comment, so Kevin <laughs> Very much so, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the devil. Uh, but this yeah. episode, he might not even remember this, but there's an episode of Unsolved Mysteries where you have these grays just beep up and down these hallways with like trays of instruments and stuff like that. And at one point, the dude's trying to escape the UFO. And if I remember correctly, one of those things takes off that big old head and it had a human head underneath it, or at least a humanoid head underneath it. So, I mean, like you said, it's the whole the man. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it's, my theory. Yeah. I think. All of these, I mean, the Russians literally did ear removals on kids with hydrocephaly to make mm. them look like greys and shot them in rockets and stuff. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I think that that a lot of the UFO stuff is part of the PSYOP. Yes. Hell, it could really be, man. Good. Why not? I think that, that the government is the aliens. Mm -hmm. and I, I think there's room for all of it at the table. You well, know, yeah, I just mean, like, I you take the head off. You, you notice some of these people, especially with accounts where they describe some of these instruments, some of them, you know, are kind of cool, but a lot of them are no more different than a dentist pick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why do they need so many? You think if they could do all this, they could just run a, a scanner over you and everything's groovy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, hey. And then you have all the people that say the aliens are talking to them, but they don't ever give you anything technological. They just tell you to love your fellow man and let's build yeah. this and give me some money. <laughs> right. And I mean, <laughs> the only people I know of that run cults like that, you know, Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. Was Jonestown, remind me where that was. Was that California, San Tiana. Francisco? It started okay. there with Tiana. I knew the sister of uh, one of the helicopter pilots, the first one that flew over and oh, damn, videoed okay. all the mass. But yeah, there's a whole deep rabbit hole y'all could dig through in there. Oh, about man. About CIA mind control experiments. Don, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Kevin says you're fake news. He doesn't remember anything that you're talking about. Um, I've never you, heard my brother use fact, the phrase fake news. Cerns did it. Yeah, we're in one of those alternate Mandela timelines, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your maybe, shit together, Sean. Maybe my brother just didn't want to believe, didn't want to remember. He's working for the man, trying to cover it up. <laughs> right. <his> information, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lazarus, man, I feel like this is just maybe the first of many times we get together, and. uh you know, maybe I'll invest in the pro version of Zoom or like you were mentioning earlier, a different avenue. But we got to jump on and talk some more, buddy, because uh, you got some insight and stories to tell. And I think, that, you know, this is the just the first of many, hopefully. Yeah, man. And you're I'd really upscaling us with that, that UFO 
You know, <laughs> yeah, is like, chubbing up yeah. hard seeing this this uh, editing capability. Damn it, we're amateurs. <laughs> I use What's a lot on? of a lot of clips. Uh -huh. And I, I really try to push the line about what's acceptable on my little program. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, if you're not pushing it to the limits, what are you even doing it for? I think the clips and my gifts are much better than my content. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Put them both together, you get a solid C+. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, we want to thank you for jumping on. Why don't you uh, tell everybody where you can be found, man? You got any? See, look at that, Preston. Man, yeah, I know, there Preston. it is again, man. What a time to Fucking be alive. Amateurs over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Lazarus Corbo on YouTube. Uh, I run a. Oh, well, I rebranded my channel as the Doctor Corbo's Feel Good Fun Time Medicine Show. <laughs> I love the title we, too. Yeah, isn't it great? We talk about esoteric subjects, mostly focusing on folk magic, and mm -hmm. I usually get really stoned in the process and try to make it entertaining. There you go, man. That's all you can do. Our old tagline. And, and he's and, got Dancing Carlson, and all we got is my fucking voice changer. We got yeah. six stock voices on Preston's OBS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a voice changer yet. I need to oh, get shit. one. We can make quite the Captain Planet if we put all our powers yeah. together. Holy shit. Wow. I just can read Bigfoot smut. I could actually have a high-pitched voice and make more <laughs> I got a good uh, Bigfoot story, too. Maybe I can find old Neville to tell y'all some. I know a guy that had some Bigfoot and dogmen on his property. That dogman stole one of his sheep. Yeah, you mentioned that too uh, in our in our yeah. uh, correspondence. Hell yeah, dude! Arkansas is wild, that. man. Yeah, it really is. From the tip of the Crescent Hotel down to the freaking Ozarks, man, it's a wild, wild. I've place. been in the morgue in that the Crescent Motel morgue. Yeah, yep, yeah. We, my wife and I, did the tour, and we get down to the morgue, and it's just the two of us and these three older folks that are probably you know in their mid seventies. It's like a wife and a husband and somebody's sister. And we, long story short, we go to the tour and the tour guides, you know, in character. And then it's 1030 at night. And she's like, y'all, listen, if you let me like just break out of this character for a second, I'll give y'all like the deep uncut tour. So anyway, we fast forward, we're down there in the morgue and she's telling us the story and we're in the meat locker. And then we turn our flashlights on and we're looking around and I happen to turn around and shine my flashlight and boom, there's this face of this middle-aged man just staring at me. And I freaked out and I screamed and we turned the lights on and it's a fucking poster of that doctor. Uh, <laughs> it's haunted as fucking, yeah, you know, they're yeah. using the old corpse table as the workbench for yep. the maintenance. And, you know, Mothman's carved on the fireplace. Yeah, I had read about that. They call too, it man. the bad owl. Yeah. Ain't no bad owl. Good luck for Irish, Scots, Irish people. It's that Mothman on vacation. Mothman. That's a damn demon. That's all house on haunted hill. Irish stuff, man. <laughs> yep. No, yep, I think it. that's Mothman. <laughs> I agree, man. Well, we got about sixty seconds on the ticker tape there, Lazarus. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks dude. for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for watching us and reaching out and everything, man. And we'll orchestrate some more and. uh like I said, next time we'll jump on something where we don't have any kind of time limit. We can talk a little bit more because I feel like we can go on for hours just off this one, buddy. Yeah. So. I, I want to hear the dog man's story next time. Didn't yeah, you say no you shit. had a, a buddy that encountered a dog man? Yeah, stole his sheep. He's got casts <laughs> and all. Yeah. Like, it's a whole adventure. <laughs> well, we touched on dog men during one of our episodes where we had raining men and talked about four or five different, you know, 
bipedal creatures. We'll do a deeper dive because one of our listener stories coming up is about Dogman as well. So we'll do that. But for now, I think we got just a few minutes. Thanks again, dude. Um, I'll reach out to you here when we're done. And uh, again, we appreciate you jumping on with us, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. See ya. All right, brother. Take it easy, man. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another exciting episode of Pixelated Paranormal. We want to give a huge shout out to Lazarus Corbeau for, again, joining us on this episode, sharing his story. And like I said earlier, um, hopefully this is the beginning of a lot of fun stuff we're going to do with him. And I also want to say, don't forget to check him out on YouTube. His show, of course, is called Dr. Corbeau's Feel Good Fun Time Medicine Show. So give him the old like, give him the old subscribe, and check out his content as well. And speaking of social medias, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PXLParanormal. If you're on the old Facebooks, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. And don't forget, you can actually watch this interview on our YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And you can join us if you're paying attention to those social medias. And watch us record episodes live. They're a hell of a lot of fun. Live, uncut, raw. You see a lot of flubs. You hear a lot of stuff that might get cut out. And overall, it's just a rip-roaring good time. And you can also comment as we live stream. And we can interact with you that way too. And if you have your own listener story you want to share, please send it to us over at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you have a beard, if you know a beard, if you want to grow a beard, you got to check out our good friend Big Dobbs with BigDobbsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. And again, if you're in the Wichita area, stop by, see our lovely friend Leslie and the rest of the old gang down at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. All right, that being said, y'all, we'll catch you again in a couple days. I should be dropping part two of the seven-year anniversary near Tuesday next week. In the meantime, on behalf of Preston and Big Steven, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.